Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? You know, when we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do I get the show into all the apps people like to listen to? You know, best of all, how do we like to make money off this podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to to podcast right away. In fact, that's what we're doing right now by reading this ad. You know, I like to listen to, to my scary podcast during the week while I'm at work. And man, let me tell you, it just gets me in an extra zone so I can keep working all day long. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. to another special episode of the High Low Sports Podcast. Uh, this is Kelsey, got DJ with us. So, new report came out on NFL.com, an article ranking the top triplets, offensive triplets, in the NFL today. Um, we both agree on number one, but let's just say it got a little warm and toasty around the apartment with uh, trying to figure out the next top five for just us. So, we're bringing our argument to the podcast and we're going to discuss the top five, we're limiting it to five now, top five offensive triplets currently in the NFL. All right, now, DJ, go ahead and explain to the viewers uh, basically what we're looking at guidelines-wise for ranking these guys even just to begin with, besides just triplets. Basically, it's three offensive skill position players, not including offensive linemen. So it doesn't normally a triplets, quarterback, running back, receivers in the history of time. That's what it's been. With today's NFL, we're going to just basically do a quarterback and two skill position guys. That's how we're ranking. So just teams that you can have a triplet of offensive players who has the best ones. All right, so we agreed. Number one, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Mike Thomas. No yeah. argument here. Top five receiver, top five running back, top three quarterback. Absolutely. I mean, all-time Brees might be one of the most accurate passers to ever play the game. Alvin Kamara gets a full workload now without Mark Ingram. I mean, he's going to be even better. And Mike Thomas is just... Wow. What can you say about that guy? I how is he wild. always open? Yeah, I mean, I asked the same question about Amari Cooper back in college. Like, how does the dude just get open? We don't get it. He just does it, and you just accept the fact he just gets open. And then Alvin Kamara might be the biggest mismatch problem in the NFL. He runs routes better than pretty much all receivers besides the top five. Yeah. And Eddie can catch underneath passes. He's Alvin Kamara. There's nothing more need to be said. Exactly. All right, well, since I went first on the NBA duos, I'm going to let you go first. You're going to say you're number two, and then... I'll chime in with my number two, and we're going to give the viewers a piece by piece. 
Number two, I am staying in the dirty south. We're going to the dirty, dirty Atlanta with Hot Atlanta. Matt Ryan, former MVP. Julio Jones, the second best receiver in football. Calvin Ridley, the best receiver under 24 years old in football, arguably. And I didn't include Devontae Freeman or any of their running backs. I know that's how we normally do it. But Calvin Ridley is the number one receiver right now on probably 15-ish teams. Julio, Ridley, who, sorry, Julio Jones is the number one receiver on every team minus the Texans. So you have the best too much offense, firepower, and MVP quarterback. They're my number two as far as triplets go. Yeah, okay. So I, as, I like Atlanta. I'm not going to take that away from you. But they're not a top five to me. First of all, you can't trust Matt Ryan anymore. He just seems to just... He doesn't seem to be the Matt Ryan, the Matty Ice of old. He was the MVP two years ago. He was maybe an MVP, but where was he last season? Last year he was really well and had over 4,000 passing yards and 30 touchdowns. To me, I just think, I look at Atlanta and I'm just like, why have you guys not done more? Their defense was dead last year. They lost nine guys in that opener. That may be so, but I also couldn't think, I don't want to put Ridley in there yet because... That's because you hate Alabama. Seen, yeah, <laughs> there's I, I too much Bama I, in this list. <laughs> I don't like I don't like the Bama. I do already have too much Bama on my list too. Uh, but yeah, no, I just I couldn't find a third person. You got Julio there. I, I I can't argue with anything you said about Julio. He is a predator. He's a monster of a man. But to me, Julio's number one on that team. Matt Ryan, yeah, he's their second guy. But who's gonna step up and consistently be that third third man? I mean, you got Sanu, you got Ridley, you got Devontae. You got Tevin Coleman still, maybe. I don't even know if he's still there. But, yeah, so, you know, you have all these pieces, but who's going to step up? Who's going to be that consistent third piece? Calvin Ridley, year two. He already had a great first year. Year two, he's going to be a stud. We'll see on this one. I'm, I feel good about this one. I'm sticking with it. I'm the best receiver duo in the league. And then an MVP caliber quarterback. All right. The offensive line's getting better. I think the defense with all the health, as long as they bring back Grady Jarrett, we already talked about this earlier. But you bring everybody back, you protect Matt Ryan, they'll be fun. Yeah. Number three, we talked about Melvin Gordon. I got the LA Chargers, but without Melvin Gordon. I got Phillip Rivers, I got Keenan Allen, one of the most underrated receivers in the league and the best at getting off the line in the N- in the NFL. He is play- He looks like Allen Iverson's crossovers shaking people off the line. And then the injured but still coming back, Hunter Henry at tight end. Some guys like Stephen A. Smith thought he was playing last year, but he wasn't. <laughs> but he will be back. He's one of the better receiving tight ends in the league. Phillip Rivers is on his final legs. But I think he's got one more year in him throwing to all those weapons, including those guys. I want to put Mike Williams here because he's fantastic. But I think Hunter Henry, when he's at his best, he's a different dynamic animal up the seams, basically just getting first downs. And Keenan Allen, good luck guarding that guy all the time. Good luck guarding that guy. Yeah, no, I, I can't. I uh, Philip Rivers, I, he has been on his last leg for six seasons now, it seems like. And he's been a pro bowler in almost all and, of them. But is it is it because he's that good, or is it because he just throws it up and his receivers make him look that good? I don't know. He has a shot put for an arm. It literally looks like he's throwing shot put. A I just same shot putter at that. You know what, though? It's just such an ugly motion. And you, see, you shot a lot last year, though. His accuracy just... I was concerned. Fell off of a cliff last season. So I was concerned like, at the end of last year, especially that playoff game. But at the same time, that was schematically just a disaster. I look yeah. at you like, you, New England rushes six and you block three and a half. It's like, well, how is that possible? Yeah. It's pretty much what it looked like. I was more concerned schematically. but I just I just don't think I don't think Phillip Rivers is still the Phillip Rivers everybody loves. Not a chance, but I and still see I, it. I don't trust I never have trusted Phillip Rivers' arm because he looks like he's throwing a shot put instead of throwing a football. And eventually that's going to have to play a toll on his arm. You'd think. And again, I've been proven wrong with quarterbacks throwing stupidly before, so we'll see. But 
And if I, we were just looking at quarterbacks, I don't know if Philip Rivers is going to be a top five quarterback next year. But I think those guys are going to elevate his game, and he's going to elevate their game. Yeah, and I just don't know about Hunter Henry coming back. If he comes back from this injury, looking like the same Hunter Henry, then okay, I'm gonna I'll eat my words. I'll say they're a top five trio. But until then, I just I cannot see them even being in the top ten. I will say too, he did Hunter Henry did come back towards the end of last year. He was playing in that playoff game. He obviously wasn't playing playing, but I think. It, that's the good part about his injuries. He's already seen NFL game action. So his comeback will be a little bit easier than some of the other ones we've seen. Number four is a little more unique. People are going to look at me like I'm silly. I got the New England Patriots. I know they lost Gronk, but you have Tom Brady. I don't even need to say anything about Tom Brady. Sony Michelle. SEC fans hate that guy, and they are so happy he's in the NFL because he is a stud. And when he was healthy last year, we saw it during that playoff run, he is, a, he is RB1. He is a top-tier running back. He can do it all. He can even return kicks. He can catch it. He can block. And you know what that Patriots offense, they're going to block for him. That scheme's going to be set up. He is going to have lanes. And then Julian Edelman. I know people don't like Julian Edelman. I don't know if it's because he's white or because he's short or because he's slow. Because he has a punchable face. That's different. I'm just talking about his game. (laughs) But he runs such clean routes. He always finds a way to get open. Him and Tom Brady are almost so buddy-buddy. I feel like they talk to each other in their sleep. They're always on the same page. And honestly, he's probably the best slot receiver in the game, even at his advanced age. And he he showed he can take over a game. That Super Bowl, he took over the game. I think he's a top 10 receiver in the league right now. I don't know if I'd take him on my team as a number one receiver, unless I have a Tom Brady or an Andrew Luck or a Drew Brees type quarterback. But he has that, and he should, I think with a quarterback like that, he's a top 10 receiver without. He's obviously what we think. I don't know how you do well with like a Cam Newton, per se. He wouldn't do well at all. But to your point about, I, I do have to say this because, this, yeah, to Tom Brady and Julian Edelman talking in their sleep, they're like two little schoolboys with the walkie-talkie paper mics. Like, that's, they have got to have that. It's just going to, they'll see it in Boston, like, behind Tom Brady's house. There's just a little wire coming out of his window going all the way to Julian Edelman's bedroom. Like, they got to be talking through solo cups and shit. Like, there's just no, doesn't make any sense. That way they're always on the same page. But I just, I don't see it. I, he, Tom Brady, again, like Philip Rivers, how is he not dead yet? How is he not just retired? He needs to call it quits already. I just, I don't know what to do anymore with Philip Rivers and Tom Brady. They're just, they're defying father time, and I don't like it. It's going to catch up. One of them's going to fall off a cliff, basically. And I'm really starting to sound like Max Kellerman saying that. But you know what? He has a point. They're eventually going to fall off this cliff. It always happens with NFL quarterbacks. But the only one I cannot argue on that entire list is Sonny Michelle, because as an Auburn fan, I had nightmares about when they play Georgia and play Sonny Michelle and play Nick Chubb. And it wasn't even Nick Chubb I was worried about. It was Sony Michelle coming in and breaking off a 40-yard run every time he touches the ball. Averaging eight yards a carry is the quote-unquote backup running back. Exactly. The dude was an RB1A. Like, he wasn't an RB2. He's RB1A, RB1B. Like, is he's just so good. Uh, he's the only one of those three that I can't even say doesn't deserve it because, like, Julian Edelman, yeah, I don't know what it is about him, but something just rubs me the wrong way with him. Don't get me wrong, he's productive, but... It's kind of like, is he productive in the wrong ways? Does that make sense? Like, you can be productive but still be not doing it the right way. I don't know. Maybe it's the baseball guy in me that just thinks he's doing it something wrong. Something doesn't make sense with that. Well, let's hear what your number four is. I hope they actually do it right at least then. Oh, well, we'll get to my (laughs) list here in a second. We'll get to my list in a second. You go ahead and finish your number five. Number five, kind of a shock too because on paper they're way better. I got the LA Rams, Jared Goff. 
breakout season. He's had a breakout season last year and the year before. I think we can both agree he's a really good quarterback, probably a top ten-ish type quarterback. Brandon Cooks, underrated receiver, fantastic. I hate that he's been traded so dang much because he's a burner. He can run routes. His biggest knock on him is he's kind of short. In that Super Bowl, he got pass interfered within the red zone. That should have been pass interference. <laughs> got... <laughs> That's the nicest way to put. It. He got absolutely destroyed. Beside the point. And then number three, this is where I was kind of stuck because obviously Todd Gurley, when he was at his best, was the best running back in the league. But those those arthritic knees, that injury kind of has me a little worried. I'm still including him in this third spot, and I think if he's 88% of what he was last year, he's still a, top, a really good running back. So that's who I have at three is Goff, Cooks, Gurley. Even if Gurley's not 100%, if he's 100%, they're higher. But that injury has me a little nervous. At five? At five. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you having the Rams in the top five. Uh, they're in my top five as well. Uh, I just changed up the names in mine because of injuries. So we'll get to them in a second. Actually, well, hey, you already finished your top five. I'll go ahead and get started on my list then. So number two, I have the LA Rams. For everything you just mentioned, but I also include Cooper Cup in that because I don't trust Gurley long term, but I do trust Gurley for six games. So he'll give you six good games, and then by that time, Cooper Cup will be back. He'll be healthy. And then. You know, they, they show the stats for the 11 personnel for the Rams, which those of you don't know, three wide, a, ru- a tight end, and a running back to go along with a quarterback. That's what the 11 personnel is. And you needed Cooper Cup in that slot to run that 11 personnel. And without him, we saw just how sketchy that offense really was. But with him, we're talking about a superstar historic lineup of offense with the Rams. So it's hard not to stick them at two when healthy. If you have Cooper Cup... So you take out Todd Gurley, so you have Goff's Cooks and Cup? Yep. Cooper Cup alone, I agree, he moves them up a little bit, but I'm not sure about his injury, for example. And between him and Cooks, I don't know if you could just leave Gurley out at the same time. Like, We'll see. I like I like all those pieces. We'll see, though. I, I have them at five. They just have more to go. And then at three, I have the Bake Show in Cleveland. Uh, I got Baker, OBJ, and Jarvis. I mean, them going and picking up Odell Beckham Jr. this offseason was just amazing. Pairing him back up with Jarvis and giving him a gunslinger like Baker to throw him to, throw him the ball, it's hard not to put him in the top three trios offensively. And they have Nick Chubb sitting there as a 3C option. Like, I mean, you name it. They have, And then they got, a, what's his name, the Njoku at tight end. So, I mean, they got a lot of weapons in Cleveland. And just their top three are just so good. You're just like... Wow. And I I it, love those pieces. I love Odell. I love Jarvis. I like Baker. We've seen 10 games of Baker, though. Jarvis, we saw him. He's really good. I like him. How good is he? How good is he going to be coming up? We'll see. And I don't know how Odell's going to be. He's kind of, I don't want to say he's let me down the last year and a half, but he hasn't been quite Odell. I know there's been issues. There's been injuries. But I want to see how he meshes in that team because there are going to be some games where Odell's getting three targets. Can he make that work? See, I, I guess maybe it's because I watched him in college with LSU. LSU Odell's with, different. I'm thinking playing no. with Jarvis. I feel like I've seen that the OBJ we're going to see this season where it's going to be it's it's not so much going to be a challenge for him to get used to it, but it's going to be a competition between him and Jarvis. They're going to be competing for who gets the most yards, who gets the most touchdowns per game, and it's actually going to work well with that team. If they do that friendly competition, we get that Odell Jarvis dynamic. I think they're a top five team yeah. as well. And if Baker takes that next step. And you know this is a big deal for me because I don't like Baker. And I and, really like Baker. And so you love Baker. And we've talked about how much I don't like Baker. So this is a big deal for me to put Baker up there in the top three of trios. So 
I mean, I'm putting a lot of trust in him to be that Brett Favre style player we saw last year, where he's not afraid to make a scary throw, and he can he'll throw it. And and that, if he can do that successfully, then you know it's hard to bet against him. The one thing I like about Baker that I think is underrated because of his personality and his polarizing figure is, mechanically speaking, doesn't get much better. Yeah, his no, throwing mechanics, he does not have a rocket arm, but the way he brings in his whole hit, his hips, his torque, his whole body, elbow tight to the ribs, follows it through, finishes in the holster. He looks like he has a rocket out there, but he probably just has a he has a pretty good arm. Like we're gonna do Madden rankings, quote unquote, just to be sarcastic with this. He probably has 89 arm strength, but when you factor in that body and then the way he uses his mechanics, he's probably looking at 93, 94. So he can whip it around. He's really, really technically sound. Young quarterbacks should watch him throw the football. Absolutely, I agree with that wholeheartedly. So I, I think just... that's why I think he's gonna be good for a while too. He might not ever be Tom Brady, Drew Brees, or any of these elite guys, but he's gonna be good for years to come. He could be Philip Rivers very easily, in my opinion. Yeah. All right, so that's my number three is Cleveland. Uh, number four, uh, this one is tough for me not to put him higher, but at the same time, it's hard for me not to drop him further. Um, I have the Cowboys. They're my team. They're the boys. They're them boys. But I and have, that eliminates them immediately because you said that. But I have Zeke. I have Amari. And then, unfortunately, we have to put a quarterback in this, so I have to put Dak in there. But to be honest with you, I could probably change him out for Cooper Rush, and we're exactly in the same spot. So, I, I, you know, I love this offense. I love everything Dallas does. If I could have put a lineman in this position, this is hands down probably the top trio up there because you could honestly put the three linemen for Dallas up there in Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, and Tyron Smith, and you have your top three on an offense, period. So, you know, unfortunately, though, I have to do it this way, and Dak is in there, and he's just kind of my trailing third piece on this team. Amari's just so good with the ball in his hands, just getting open. I talked about what I used to think in Alabama. I'm, you didn't really see it in Oakland as much because he dropped so many passes. And those, but he did get open a lot. And those, those, that last year and a half is where he fell off. But that first year and a half, two years, pro bowler still. Yeah. And even last season, we saw, we saw it when he got back to Dallas, when he, when he was trusted. He, he made plays. And I, we talked about this last year. Is I don't think he's a good ball catcher. I think he's actually a bad passer. Like a bad pass catcher, if that makes sense. He, like He catches ducks better than he catches perfect dives. Yeah, because that's all he's ever had in his career. He had A.J. McCarron throwing him the ball, and then Dak. And then there was Carr in between who throws an absolute dime piece at somebody at a million miles per hour. Like, good luck catching that. Like, here's here's that's a rocket good. coming at your face. Good luck. Like, that's going to hurt, yeah. Yeah, and then you got Zeke along in, in that offense. And like I already mentioned the offensive line, this team is built off of the run first, pass second option. And it is the best team at the run first option probably in the league to this day. My problem with that is, A, they don't always play that game plan. They do not give Zeke the ball enough. And sometimes he he has some games where it's like, Zeke, you're the best running back in football, arguably. Maybe top three, depending on how you rank with him, Gurley, Bell, whatever you want to do. Then there are games where it's like, Zeke, where are you? You are not moving. You are stuck in the backfield. You bounced off your own. You look like Trent Richards in some games, like a bowling ball of knives. Like... He's fantastic. There are other games where it's like, good luck stopping that freak. But then he's very, he reminds me of J.R. Smith sometimes almost. When yeah. he's hot, it's like, oh my God, that's impressive. But then when he's cold, it's like, well, that's kind of disappointing. And, and Amari Cooper, everything you said, I consider him a more athletic Jordy Nelson when Jordy Nelson was at his prime. The way he runs routes, the way he gets open, his deceptive downfield speed. We saw that against the Eagles. I mean, my God, he tore the Eagles apart. Yeah. And that's with Dak throwing in the ball. Problem is, Dak, I was like the 17th ranked quarterback or 20th, depending if we were He's ranking bad. quarterbacks. He's not good. For Amari's like a top 10 receiver. Zeke's a top three running back. These other ones, like, Sony Michelle's higher than a 17th ranked running back in the league. 
All the other ones, you like the three are higher than a seventeen. If that makes sense, like hey, the, this is why I put them at four, <laughs> where Dak is the only reason they're only that low. I mean, I like I said, it's hard for me to put them there, but at the same time, they are so good in the other two positions that it's it's hard not to give them that nod because on paper is what we're going by. We're going by on paper stats and not what we see on the field. And unfortunately, or fortunately. Depends on which way you look at it. I'm a more realistic fan, so unfortunately speaking, Dak is still Pretty. being brought along by his by the coattails of Amari and Zeke. Um, but I, we'll see that. I mean, their offensive game needs to be predicated around the run. We'll see what Kellen Moore is able to do this season as the more offensive play caller. Finally, so hopefully, as an off uh, as an OC style coach, he'll do a lot a lot better. I mean, I still wish Kellen Moore had been a quarterback for the Cowboys and given the opportunity to start with his team. When he was playing, I think he would have done well. He could do the nickel and diamond they need. But we'll see. I mean, offensively, the Cowboys should be fine at four at this trio. And honestly, if Dak can ever figure out his arm passing technique, he needs to go watch Baker Mayfield film and learn how to properly throw a football. That's what he needs to do. He needs to work on anticipation. Like, he's an NFL quarterback. I know we kind of talked about, like, I have him ranked in that 17 to 23 share. We're going to do some quarterback rankings as we get closer to the season. We're gonna do a lot of rings with a lot of different positions. Stay tuned for that. That'll be fun. Unfortunately, the da- I'm calling it the Dak factor, even though it's not as bad as like the Andy Dalton factor was. But he's what keeps me out. He's probably like an eighth. I have the Cowboys in like the eighth rank spot because of Amari Cooper, the stud that he is, and Ezekiel Elliott for those ten to twelve games a year where he's unstoppable that he gives you when he's not suspended. So that's where I kind of have them. I have them in that eighth-ish or so spot. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you. It's, it's sad when you look at that offense and the weak spot is their quarterback. So you're like, oh boy. Yeah, that's a, that's a rough one. So who do you have at number five? So number five, I have kind of a surprise. And it's because I love what their, their young talent can do. Uh, I got Detroit and Matt Stafford with Carrion Johnson and Kenny Galladay, who actually really stepped up last season, Kenny Galladay. And Carrion as a rookie. Best season as a running back for Detroit, or best season for a Detroit running back since Barry Sanders. Like, you, that's that's pretty incredible player to be compared to is Barry Sanders. And then on top of that, you, you have the fact he's just a rookie and he was injured for the last three games. Like, he's just going to get better. And I love Carrion. I'm an Auburn, as an Auburn fan, you know, you got to love your own guys. And, but especially Carrion, he's done it right on and off the field. The dude's a stud, and I, I, I just can't look at talent-wise and think of a better trio right now that I'd want to put up here. That would be good for the long term. I'm a big fan of Carrion as well. I think Matt Stafford has caught some tough breaks in his career. I think he's really good. Galladay, I'm not sure about. Like, if we're going for like projecting, I wouldn't mind throwing T.J. Hawkinson in there maybe because I think he's gonna be a stud tight end. I struggle putting them in the top five over a lot of other teams. Like, there are some teams that I was looking at I'd like to put in here. Maybe the Colts with Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton, but. Marlon Mack, I'm not too sure about. Naeem Hines, he's nice, but we need to see more from them. They don't. They their number two receiver is it going to be Paris Campbell? Is going to be Funches? Do you put Ebron in there? Yeah. Is he a flash in the pants? Like, there was a teams like more established teams with basically more dominant quarterback or running back receiver. I like, but I like Carry On, and I I know what you're getting at. Like, you're not entirely wrong. Like young guys that I think could get better. Minus Matt Stafford, he basically has to stay where he's at for a few more years because he's yeah. kind of that back leg. So. We disagree heavily on this one, but I'm not going to try and chastise it because I like all the players you mentioned. I just can't put them in the top five or top ten at this point. Yeah, and it's, it's different. You know, I the beholder, all that stuff. It's And like like you said, you know, guys, we might think to put up here. Uh, Pittsburgh is one, but I don't trust Big Ben. 
as far as I can throw that big mother. I'm not sure I feel about James Conner either. I mean, that's yeah. a great, that's the best offensive line of football he's playing behind. And while James Conner's really good, I don't know how good he really is. I think because he, they were basically expecting absolutely nothing after Bell left, and the fact that he's not trash, people overrated him a little bit. Still top 15 running back. I don't know if he's top 5 or 10. Exactly. And we both agree, Juju Smith-Schuster is the man. Yeah, he's He's going to carry that team. And their new number 2 receiver this year is going to be Juju for them, James Washington. That man is going to step up. I am telling you, Pittsburgh is, has a strong history of driving, drafting receivers. It makes me mad. But Juju Smith's going to turn into the new AB, and James Washington's going to be the new Juju. Look for James Washington to get make some big noise next year. Agreed. And then one we kind of both left out. That I think it's probably because of the quarterback we left him out as Minnesota. You got Stephon Diggs, you got Adam Thielen, but then you have Kirk Cousins throwing them the ball. It's kind of like what you said with Dak and how like I have them at like the six seven spot because you have the arguably the second or third best receiver duo in football, depending on how you look at it. But and Kirk will do some good things, but yeah, we, I mean, he has well, too many moments of what are you doing there, Kirk? You're not being a captain right now. Yeah, he throws some dimes, but. Then the overwhelming majority of his passes are just like, wow. That wasn't um, very good. He throws a lot of ducks. And he's not very, I don't know how well he reads defense, honestly, if that makes sense. Like, a lot of times, he doesn't really seem to read the defense. He just sort of, he knows where the ball's supposed to go, and he just knows where his first read is and looks to throw it. So exactly. if it's a curl flat, he's like, well, if I look at the curl, I'll throw to him. If he's not open, I'll twist to the flats. But he doesn't, like, know what the coverage is. He just kind of looks at it and sees what he sees. Exactly. And then another one that we just can't trust the quarterback on, but we both agree the skill positions are pretty damn good. Is Tennessee, you got Mariota slash Tannehill at quarterback, and I don't even know who's going to be healthy enough to play the majority of the games. Uh, but then you have Derrick Henry, who is just an absolute unit at running back, and Corey Davis at wide receiver is one of the young up-and-coming stars. Might be in the next Torrey Holt-style player. So that'll be, that'll be that's a fun team to watch if, if they can have a guy throwing them the ball. And then another team, the Texans. DeAndre Hopkins, best receiver in football. Deshaun Watson, budding young star. I just don't know who to put next to him. Uh, Will Fuller's nice, but he's. I, we don't know if he's going to be healthy. We don't know if he's just a deep threat. We don't know. I don't know who else to put in there. Lamar Miller, no thanks. Now, like, then the offensive linemen, whether they can keep Deshaun clean is a big question. What offensive for line? I mean, exactly, like, yeah. I mean, the Swiss cheese they got up there. So, like, Honestly, if we just do quarterback-receiver duos, they're top five easily. Oh, like, yeah. They, we'll, we might even do that going into the season. We get closer. We got... Couple weeks till training camp start. We got a lot of lot of time before the NFL season starts. We got a lot of lists. One of the fun parts about the NFL offseason is ranking things going in. Yeah, doesn't quite have the free agency that NBA has or the offseason, but once August hits, football gets really fun. So I can't wait for this. We have plenty of stuff coming up into the future. This is just a taste of the NFL coverage we're going to do coming up, plus college football as well. That's going to be fun. Oh yeah. NBA, we we're going to cover it all. Stick around with us. Tell your friends. Tell your friends as friends as friends. Follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow the YouTube page, keep listening. We're going to have some good stuff coming up. And also, if you're watching this on YouTube or you see this on Facebook or Twitter, comment below who had the better top five, because this is starting to bug us both, whose top five list was better. <laughs> I think mine's better, he thinks his is better. Carry on Johnson's cool, but he's not in the top five, damn it. Yeah, there's a lot of Cowboys fans out there, and there's a lot of Bake Show fans. And, you know, give so it up for the Bake Show hashtag that you came up with last season. I'm going to use that in this case. I'm literally throwing your own fuel on the fire. This is the best moment ever. Not bad, not bad. Yeah. Josh Gordon's kind of mad about this, but it's cool. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, we started it because of Josh Gordon and, you know, the Bake Show going on up there with Baker to Josh. And then you're like, oh, all right, the Bake Show's happening. Well, it didn't get the, all the tweet mentions you wanted, but now it's on our podcast, so. It's cool. But anyway, so 
we're going to have more episodes come up. This was a special release edition midweek just because once we saw this list, we were both kind of like, well, I think this should be in the top five. I think we should do this top five. Well, he can't be in there. He's not He's not a really good quarterback. Well, there's no running back in there. So that's why we decided to do it, just three offensive players. No running back needed, but it has to be two skill positions and a quarterback. So that's kind of where it originated from. All right, let us know what your team, Kelsey, team DJ. And until next time, it's been the High Low Podcast. Thanks. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.